All right. Um, my name is Donald Burr. I am a podcaster. I have a show that I that called Otaku no Podcast, where I basically talk about um, anime and whatever interests me. Um, so I'm here today to talk about um, how you too can set up your own anime or manga podcast. Um, before we go any further, I'm gonna I have a lot of information to cover, and I'm gonna talk pretty quickly. Um, I foolishly only signed up for a one-hour slot. I really have about two hours worth of information, so um, please try and hold your questions to the end, but also write this URL down, because after I'm done here today, all the slides, all the products that I'm going to talk about, all the software that I'm going to talk about is all going to be linked off of this page, so you don't need to furiously copy down notes or anything. It'll all be there. So what is a podcast? Um, the Wikipedia definition. Oops. So it's HTTP otakunopodcast.com slash podcasting. Right. So what is a podcast? Um, according to Wikipedia, a podcast is a series of digital media files, either audio or video, that are released episodically and downloaded through web syndication. Um, that's, kind of, that's technically accurate, but kind of hard, that's a mouthful. Um, I, a friend of mine had a, came up with a description that I really liked, TiVo for radio. So like a TiVo, um, basically you can set your computer up to download whatever podcast, whatever shows you're interested in, and listen to them at your, uh, on your own schedule at your own time. Um, so TiVo for radio. And if that's still not clear enough for you, I have this really keen little video that talks more about it. So that, that's, I thought that was a pretty good ex explanation of what podcasting is. Now, it, you may be asking yourself, well, this sounds complex, this sounds expensive. Um, take, for example, Leo Laporte, one of the Internet's most prolific podcasters. He's got more gadgets in the studio than, I don't know, than I have in my room. <laughs> um, lots of blinky lights and flashy buttons and stuff. No. You, you can get that complicated if you want to, but you don't have to. In fact, odds are, if you play any games, you probably have everything that you already need. Um, a gaming headset makes a great podcasting setup. So why am I giving this talk? Because we need you. Um, the podcasting community, uh, it really thr the only way that it can thrive is if we can have as many different diverse voices out there as possible um, and getting more listeners. And the fact is that podcasting is a great way of getting your message across. It costs almost nothing. It's really the embodiment of, of you know, Today's do-it-yourself media. We don't need uh, television studios or um, or um, radio stations. We have the power to get our voice heard, um, and it, it's really easy to do, and it's not that expensive. Um, now, the approach I'm going to show you today, I'm going to I'm taking the sort of keep it simple approach um, because. Like I said, you can get really complex if you want, but you really don't need to. And the way I'm gonna, the approach I'm gonna provide, 
that I'm going to talk about today is I'm going to kind of keep things simple, um, inexpensive, and user-friendly. There's plenty of room to grow um, if you learn, you know, as you learn the ropes, you can get better, more equipment. But really, you don't need that much to get started. So what do you need? You need a computer of some sort. Any computer, PC or Mac, made within the last five years or so is more than powerful enough to handle any podcasting job. Um, and like I said, PC or Mac, there's great software available for both. I happen to, I happen to be a Mac person, but um, there's great Windows software as well. Um, desktop computers are perfectly fine. But if you want to maybe cover uh, events like at conventions and stuff, you might want to consider a laptop because it's really handy. You can take it with you, and you can put out shows from your hotel room at night. Um, and like I said, any laptop made within the last five years or so is fine. Many netbooks can do podcasting as well, um, and those are really inexpensive, you know, only three or $400. $400. You'll also need a microphone. Now, back in the old days, you'd need all sorts of weird boxes to connect microfo your microphone to your computer. Not anymore. Um, there are many great microphones that literally just plug into your USB port, and you don't need any extra boxes or cables or adapters or anything like that. Um, one of the mics that's very popular among podcasters is the Blue Snowball. That's that kind of you know Death Star-looking one on the left. Um, it's really a great mic because it has um, it's able to capture um, sound very accurately, and as I'll talk to you, as I'll show you later, it's a great mic that to use if you have like more than you know more than one person that you want to get in your show. Um, there's plenty of other mics that come in all different shapes and sizes from many different manufacturers. This is a Samson G-Track. This is a Mac mic that I really like to use. There's also other manufacturers, Audio-Technica, um, Rode, just tons of other. And any, go on Amazon and search for a USB microphone, and you'll find like dozens of them. And the prices are really good anywhere from, say, 50 to 100, maybe 150 for the particularly fancy ones. Exactly. Um, and like I said before, if you have a USB headset, like if you, you play World of Warcraft, you use uh, TeamSpeak or one of the other, Ventrilo or something, many podcasters got their start using um, USB headsets. They're perfectly fine and really cheap, maybe $20, $30 or so. You'll also need a good set of headphones. Um, really, you don't want to use the speakers on your computer because like, you'll get feedback you know, uh, between the speaker and the microphone. It'll sound really bad. You should really get a good set of headphones um, to use for monitoring your audio. You can use the earbuds that came with your iPod, but they're really not that good. Just get a good set of headphones. I like the Sony V6s here. They're about, uh, I think, 60 to $80 on Amazon. But you know, any decent set of headphones will do. Now, I said before that if you're covering live events like conventions, a laptop is handy. What's even handier is what's called a portable digital recorder or a field recorder. Now, these are great because literally it has everything you need right in this little palm-sized device. It has great microphones. It records onto uh, little SD memory cards like you use in your camera. 
So like for example, let's say you want to interview somebody, you know, you're out in the dealer's hall, you want to interview someone, or let's say you're listening to a panel and you want to get a quick interview with the panelist after they're done. You don't want to have to lug, even a laptop is kind of hard to lug around with you. You have to set it up, plug in a microphone. But with this, you can just script out your digital recorder and boom, there you go. Um, this is mine, it's a Zoom H4n. Um, as you can see, I have it attached to a, tri to a tripod, but it comes right off and it's handheld, really easy to use. Um, the Zoom H2, which is the one here on the left, is very popular. Um, it's very ruggedly built. It's only about 120 or $130. Also, though, if you have a smartphone, many smartphones these days have excellent voice recorders built right into them. So that might be something you want to consider as well. You'll need some software. Um, if you're a Mac person, you're in luck because GarageBand comes right on your Mac and it is an excellent, excellent podcasting software. Um, you can do all sorts of effects. You can do multi-track recording. You can add uh, jingles, sound effects. Uh, you can make weird uh, voice effects, that sort of thing. Really great, easy to use program and it comes right on your Mac. For Windows people, I like to use Audacity. It's also pretty easy to use. The interface is not quite as uh, clean as the commercial products, but it's really quite capable and it's free. You'll need a program also called the Levelator. And I can't really describe what it does. It's just magical. It basically takes your sound file and makes it sound good. Uh, for example, this is especially important if you're like recording, you know, multiple people, like you're doing an interview or something, because a lot of times you'll get a condition where your your sound may be really loud, but the person you're interviewing maybe their sound level is softer. Um, so what the levelator does is it'll go through and equalize all of the volumes, make everything sound about the same, um, and it's completely free as well. Just a fantastic program. You'll also need um, a, pod, a uh, podcasting, podcatcher program like iTunes that, that uh, mentioned earlier in the video. Um, iTunes is used to actually encode the podcast into the MP3 file format, which is the standard for podcast. But you can also use it to listen to podcast, and it's a good idea to actually subscribe to your own podcast. That way, you can you can test it to make sure you know everything works and stuff before you get uh, angry complaints from your listeners. Um, you'll also need some software, uh, little tools that help you encode. Um, the MP3. On the Mac, there's a little Apple script called um, Drop a Few My Way. And if you're a Windows person, there's a program called Lame Drop. And both of those are also free. And iTunes is free as well. Optional but useful. Um, these are completely optional, but they're quite useful, and you might want to consider add adding them to your toolbox. Skype. Great program. It's a voice over IP program that lets you call. Um, other people across the world or across town. And this is a tool of choice for doing remote interviews. Um, even the pros use Skype. It's that good. You'll need a program to record your Skype calls. Um, on, the Mac, on the PC, there's an excellent free program I found called MP3 Call Recorder. If you're on a Mac, though, you'll need to spend a little bit of money. There's a program called Skype Call Recorder from Ecamm Networks, but it's only $20 and well worth it. And finally, if you have really, really bad sounding audio, 
Like sometimes you, um, if you're, you're doing a live interview or if you're on Skype, you know, usually it sounds good, but every now and then I get a scenario where you know, maybe the other guy's audio sounds really lousy, there's a lot of background noise or hiss or something. For that, I, I use a program called Bias Sound Soap. It literally goes through and cleans your audio. It removes like kiss, cracks, uh, pops, all sorts of nasty audio glitches. Um, it's a bit spendy, it's about $80, but it's well worth it. Um, and very worth it to have in your toolbox if you regularly run into difficult audio situations. You also need a place to host your podcast, um, not, and something other than just your standard web host. You actually need some special software um, to you know to publish publish the podcast feed, which is called RSS. It used to be in the old bad old days, you actually had to set up all of this stuff yourself. It was complex and nasty. Nowadays, though, they have we have excellent um, sort of one-stop shopping places that are specifically tailored for podcasts. They do all the hard work for you in the background. You just give them an audio file and they'll publish it. And one of the really good ones that I found is called Podbean. Um, and they give you a lot of capability completely free. And for the, with the free basic package, that's more than enough for anyone to start their show. And you know, if you want to kick things up a notch, you want to um, add more capability, or you get more listeners and you need more bandwidth, you can, up, you can easily upgrade and their prices are very reasonable. So let's, let's do it. Um, I like to break things up into four different phases. The planning phase, where I actually kind of sit down and figure out exactly what I'm going to talk about. The recording phase, where I actually do the recording, um, editing, and finally publish, publishing. So planning things out. It's always good to have a plan. Um, as uh, as uh, um, th that, uh, the guy, um, the, the A-team guy whose name I forget says, it's, I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> there are several approaches for this. You can do the completely unscripted off-the-cuff route, but I find that that usually makes me sound really scatterbrained, because sometimes I can sort of go, you sort of go off into you know, tangents and never come back to where you're supposed to be. Um, also, if you're interviewing someone, they hate this because people, people who are interviewees like to have at least some idea of what you're going to talk to them about. And if you sort of go off into left field, um, they either get really angry or they just sort of sit there and with their mouth hanging open with the deer in the headlights look. On the other extreme, you can completely script your show. I mean, literally write down everything you want to say word for word. But unless you're a really good actor, um, I find that that makes me sound sort of flat and robotic. Now, interviewees love this because then they know exactly what you're going to ask them and they can prepare you know, canned responses. But, a lot of, but you may not want that. The canned responses you know, kind of lack emotion. They're just sort of you know, flat and, uh, and not good. I tend to take a middle-of-the-road approach where I kind of do a basic outline of what I'm going to talk. Not, not necessarily write things down word for word, but just kind of you know, broad, broad brush strokes. And then I kind of fill things in you know, myself on the way. And this way you can provide, if you're interviewing someone, you can provide a kind of list of questions for them. That way they kind of have an idea of what you're talking about so they can prepare, but you, can, you have the freedom to kind of you know, take things in a different tangent if you want to. And you know, experiment with this on your own. You'll find a, a good balance that suits you.
So let's actually get to recording. Good audio is important. Um, you, I've listened to many podcasts where the audio is just horrid. Um, you hear the person's dog barking in the background. You hear kids playing out in the street. You hear traffic going by. You hear their mom calling them to dinner. Just, it's, it's you know, getting good audio is actually really quite simple and really inexpensive to do. So first thing to consider is acoustics. Now typically in a recording, the recording studios are like the most innermost room in a building and a lot of times you'll find these what are called uh, sound booths uh, where you actually isolate the people being recorded in a booth. This is how anime dubs are done. You'll see the voice actors in their own little booths reading from their scripts and stuff. Um, yeah, you could set up a recording studio in your home, but that's expensive. Just use the innermost room in your home, you know, preferably not the room facing the street or facing a playground where the kids are playing. Um, if you have a walk-in closet, those are excellent podcasting studios. I know quite a few podcasters who've converted their walk-in closets into studios. I even know some people who podcast in their bathroom, but you know, maybe you don't want to do that. Of course, if you're a Helsing cosplayer, you have a distinct advantage here because you can podcast in your coffin. <laughs> and yes, that is a coffin in our hotel room. That's our friend's coffin. Um, they stored it in our hotel room a couple years ago, and it was a bit freaky. You want to minimize the amount of reflective, you know, sound reflective surface in, in the room, basically walls and ceilings. Um, because sound reflects off of them and it's kind of nasty sounding like you hear, you hear all that reflecting off the walls. Um, in recording studios you'll see this kind of funky gray foam on the, covering all the walls. It's called Arlex. It's not horribly expensive but maybe but you, your wife or uh, husband significant other probably wouldn't want you covering the walls with it. It's also hard to do. So hang some curtains. Curtains, bed sheets, um, comforters, towels, um, any sort of soft absorbent uh, surface, just hang it on your walls and you don't even have to do it permanently. I know quite a few people who you know, use thumbtacks and put up bed sheets on their walls when they record and then they can take them down when they're done. Plosives, that's the pee popping sound. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, you hear that? Um, if somebody's iPod, if somebody has their iPod turned up to 11, they can blow their ears out. It's not very pleasant. Um, so what you do for that is you get something called a pop filter. And I have one right here. It's basically uh, a plastic or metal frame with like some nylon material stretched across it. And it absorbs the sound effects, the sound uh, energy from the plosives. So I'm going to show you right now. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. See, quite a bit better. Um, you can buy them. They're not that expensive. I think this one cost me all of $10. Um, they come with little uh, f uh, stands that let you attach it to your mic. I didn't bring that with me because I have mine permanently attached at home. You can also make your own pop filter. Um, basically get a wire coat hanger and bend it into the right shape and then stretch a nylon material across it. And what better nylon material than stockings? I don't know. Get your girlfriend to buy them. Tell them you're cross-playing or something. Recording good audio, again, you want to minimize the amount of distracting noises. So record at night, um, you know, when, when the kids are asleep and so on, when the dog is hopefully asleep. 
um, eliminate as many distracting noises as possible, heavy breathing, change, jangling, change in keys or jewelry jangling on your, on your body, that sort of thing. You also want to el eliminate mouth tackiness. That's that sort of kind of sound uh, as you smack your lips together. Um, that's really easy to do. Do not drink sugary beverages right before podcasting. Do not eat right before podcasting. Definitely don't eat during podcasting. Yes, I have heard people munching on their potato chips while podcasting. It's pretty disgusting. Um, rinse your mouth out with lukewarm water, not cold, not hot, lukewarm water. And use lip balm. So let's go ahead and record something. Hey, everybody. Donald from Talk No Podcast here. Well, let's just say my demos, uh, they went south very fast. Um, you know, the old adage, when, when something will go wrong, it'll go wrong at exactly the wrong moment. Um, and my demo was basically a <laughs> long and humorous comedy of errors. But thankfully, we're in the digital age, and... Through the magic of editing, I can now re-record my demos at a, later at a time when they won't blow up in my face and edit them in. Neat, huh? All right, so we're recording. Um, here's Audacity. And when you launch Audacity, you'll get this nice blank window. The first thing you want to do is go up into Preferences and make sure it's recording from the correct microphone. You want to set your um, recording device here. In my case, I'm using my Zoom H4 as a microphone, so I just want to choose that and click OK. Now we're ready to record, and to do that is just as simple as pressing the big red button. Hey everybody, this is Donald from Talking No Podcast. Um, I'm here re recording my demo. Sayonara! When you're done, just hit the stop button. And we can even play back what we just did. Hey everybody, this is Donald from Talking No Podcast. Um, I'm here re-recording my demo. Sayonara! When you're done, just hit the stop button. It's just as simple as that. Now let's say you want to get someone into, into uh, your recording. Like I said before, there's several ways of doing it. You can get a mixer like the one sitting over there, but, and they've really come down in price lately. You can get decent ones for like $150 or $200, but I mean, look at all those buttons and dials. I mean, it, it makes my head spin. Uh, one really easy solution that I found that still gets you fairly decent sound quality is to use a good omnidirectional microphone. Omnidirectional meaning it'll pick up sound in every direction, 360 degrees. And the blue snowball mic that I talked about earlier is a great mic for that. Uh, you get, a, let's say you're at a convention and you want to record with your friends, just go into a fairly quiet room like your hotel room, um, set the mic down in the middle of the table, get everyone around the mic and record. Um, you can get some really decent audio quality out of that and you don't need to uh, fuss over a mixer board. <laughs> but what if your co-panelists or the people you're interviewing are not in the same room as you? What if they're either across town or even across the country or across the world? Skype. Skype is the bomb. Um, Skype gives you, gives you amazingly good um, audio quality and it's 
if you're calling between two Skype accounts, that is computer to computer, it's completely free, whether you're here you're across town or across the country or across the world. Now, you may, you may want to have a, you know, interview somebody who may not have Skype installed on their computer. Maybe they don't want to install it. Maybe you don't, you don't want to have them go through the trouble of that. You can actually use Skype to bridge out to, um, to the standard telephone network. And there's two ways of doing that. Um, the first way is Skype out. This will let you call from your Skype. You can call any uh, telephone number. And it's for, for any number within the US or Canada, it's a flat $2.95 a month rate. And that's for unlimited, long distance included, and everything else. If you're calling someone in another country, um, Japan or wherever, they have some amazingly competitive international rates. I think to Japan it's like, I don't know, 11 cents a minute or something really, really inexpensive uh, compared to uh, AT&T or MCI or whatever. You can also have what's called Skype in, and that's basically um, giving your Skype account a phone number so that people can dial into it. That costs a bit more, it's about $18 every three, every three months, um, but Skype in is a great way of having a call-in line. Let's say you want your listeners to be able to call in and leave comments. Well, Skype in comes with free voicemail. So they can call in, leave a message, and then you can download those and, and include them in your show. You could also use it to interview people, but then you'd have to like, arrange a time for them to call in, because your computer will have to be turned on, you'll have to be logged into Skype, etc. Um, so, but so Skype in, its real strength is for um, having a call-in line. Um, Skype, like I said, has really good audio quality, but you really have to have a reasonably good internet connection, and there are things you can do to make sure that your internet connection is good for Skype. Um, avoid Wi-Fi. Believe it or not, Wi-Fi, wireless networking, includes just enough latency to sometimes, uh, you know, delays to sometimes throw off a Skype conversation. You'll get audio glitches and stuff. It won't work too well. So try and plug into an Ethernet, you know, a network cable whenever possible. Sometimes you can't avoid being on Wi-Fi, but you know, just whenever you can, try not to. Get a router with QoS, which is quality of service. It, um, most newer routers nowadays have it built in. Basically, it's a feature that lets you prior prioritize um, certain programs. Like you can say, you know, Skype takes top priority. Um, your router may have that already. Look in your manual, and it'll show you how to activate it. Turn off the SuperNode feature. This only applies to the Windows version of Skype. And it's a feature that Skype put in supposedly to, to make, improve the Skype system, but it doesn't work. It, it sometimes makes things worse. So turn it off. There's e pretty easy instructions on how to do that. Uh, I have them linked off of my website that I hope you wrote down earlier. <laughs> don't download or web surf during your Skype call. And for heaven's sake, turn off your BitTorrent, please. Now, when we, want, when we want to add in a co-host or someone you want to interview on Skype, you'll see here I've, I've launched Skype. You'll notice up here I have my little call recorder window. Obviously, if you're using a different call recorder program, you'll, the interface will be slightly different. You'll want to read its manual or its instruction manual to see how it works. Um, so you'll see here on the right my list of Skype contacts. Unfortunately, none of my co-hosts are on at this ungodly hour. 
I personally don't blame them. Um, so for this demo, I'm going to use the lovely British female voice of the automated Skype call testing service. <laughs> so when so let's say you want to find the person that you want to talk to, um, and basically go up to the uh, call the contacts menu and choose call. Now, if we want to have more than one person on the line, you can actually start a conference call by going up to the call menu and choose start conference call. And then you just uh, just drag in whoever you want as part of the conference call. But since I only have, well, I only have the Skype call testing service that I can use as, for demo, I'll just call that, call that. So we're going to start the call. Now, when you're all set, ready to go, Here we go. Hello, welcome to Skype call testing service. After the beep, please record a message. Afterwards, your message will be played back to you. So when you're ready to start recording, when you got all your co-hosts lined up and everything, just hit the big red record button. And again, it the, the process differs depending on what uh, call recorder software you're using. So when you're ready to start recording, when you got all your co-hosts lined up and everything, just hit the big red record button. And again, it, the, the process differs depending on what... If you are able to hear... Anyways, there you have it. And when you're done recording, if when you hang up this call, usually it automatically stops recording or just press the stop button. Now, you want to look on your computer's hard drive uh, for where the output audio gets saved. And again, that depends on which program you're using. Um, in the case of Skype Call Recorder for the Mac, it actually stores it in your home directory in the movies folder in a, in a, in a folder subfolder called saved calls that's kind of um, not intuitive but there you have it so now that we've done we're done with our recording now it's time to edit so now it's time to edit your audio um, you want to eliminate any ums or ahs or you know places where you flubbed up etc any audio glitches to do that you just want to kind of play through the audio Hey everybody, this is Donald from Talking No Podcast. Um, I'm, and you'll see the the cursor uh, as it goes over the part where you want to cut out. So you just basically use your your mouse point pointer to highlight what you want to cut out. Go to the Edit menu and choose Delete. Hey everybody, this is Donald from Talking No Podcast. I'm here. We're recording my demo. And see, that already sounds a lot better. Now, let's say you want to um, add the Skype conversation that we recorded earlier. You basically then just want to go find wherever it was stored on your hard drive. And open it, and you'll see it load in. You can... You could play it to make sure it came out okay. Record button, and again, it the the process differs. And then you basically want to do edit, select all, and go to edit copy. Now go back to your original file where uh, where you want to insert it. Find the point where you want to insert it. Click, and then go edit paste 
We are recording my demo. Sayonara. Record button. And again, it the, the process differs depending on what... Now, you notice that the audio levels of the part that I recorded versus the part that I imported from the Skype call are different. This is... This is the re reason why you want to use the levelator, which I mentioned earlier. So now that we're done, let's say we're done, finally done editing our audio. We've imported any Skype conversations that we want to add. So now it's time to uh, levelate the file and upload it, encode it as MP3 and upload it. So first to do that, we go up to file menu and choose export. Ignore all this that you don't really need to fill in any of this information. And we want to export the file. Let's call this episode one, because this, this is our first episode of our hypothetical podcast. And for format, we want to choose the Microsoft Wave format. And just click Save. Now, to actually level it, we'll just find that file where we saved it. And all you have to do is just drag it onto the levelator icon and watch it do its magic. So now you notice we have a new file called episode one output. That's the actual levelated file. So it's time to um, encode that as an mp3 and upload it to up your web host. Now it's time to take our newly levelated output audio file and encode it as an mp3. And again, which mp3 encoder you use depends on your, if you're a Windows person or a Mac person. I'm on a Mac right now, so I'm going to use the program uh, Drop a Few that I, my way that I mentioned. And it's just as simple as dragging the file on top of the icon. And it'll ask you, how do you want to encode it? We want an MP3. Choose that. Now it's asking where to save the file. And we're all done. So now it's time to set up your web host. Um, like I said, I've uh, Podbean is a great service um, because it it has everything you need, um, all the special software, all that special stuff that you need to publish a podcast. Literally, it's just as simple as you know clicking a button and set, supplying them with an MP3 file, and they'll publish your podcast and do all the dirty work for you. Um, the basic set of features. Um, offers more than enough for, for any beginning, even intermediate level podcaster, and it's completely free. And if you ever outgrow those features and need additional capacity or services, you can upgrade to one of their paid plans, and their prices are pretty competitive. So we go over to podbean.com. I'm going to click the sign up button, and here you can see an overview of their different plans. Uh, for now, we're going to sign up with a free plan, so just click the sign up button. Now here you want to fill out some information. Uh, in particular, you want to pick a member name. That's going to be your URL. Um, so, you know, whatever. So, like, you, you, when you in the web browser, you know, uh, you'll type in whatever you know, whatever your URL is. Dot Podbean. Dot com. So, pick a name like 
Bob's anime podcast, something that makes sense um, to the show that you're putting out. You want to supply them with a valid email address because they will send you your password there. So it needs to be an actual email address that you can read. If you don't want to give away your main email address, you can always set up like a Gmail or a free Gmail or Yahoo mail account or something. Anyways, once you fill out all the information, um, you'll get an email with your new login and password. Um, just take that and click on the login uh, login um, link, and it'll ask you. It'll ask you for your information. Um, I set up a demo account here, so I'm going to log into it. So when you're ready to publish a show, you want to click over to the publish area. And here you'll have a link, a menu item here called publish. You just click on that. Now, now you want to fill out some information about your show. So under tags, put in some um, little phrases that kind of... Uh, keywords that describe your show. So, like, for example, if you're talking about um, anime, you'd type in maybe a good tag would be anime, and let's say you're talking about a Miyazaki movie, you, you know, maybe you're talking about Ponyo, you'd type in Ponyo and Miyazaki as keywords. So, you fill in your keywords, and fill in your, your episode title. Now, here in the body, in the uh, post body, this is where you could type in your show notes. So basically a summary of everything that you talked about. And also, for example, if you, you know, talked about some web pages, you know, some news articles, or if you mentioned a website, you can put in a link to whatever you mentioned here. So so to create a link, you just, um, you, know, you can type in whatever you want here. Um, now here's where you tell it, you give it your MP3 file that we created. So you want to click on the, um, choose file button here, and now it'll ask you to choose a file to upload. So here's our file that we made, episode1.output.mp3, uh, choose that, and... When you're, when you're all set with that, hit publish. And it'll do all its magic for you in the background. Now, if you want to see your handiwork, click over here to the view site link. And you'll see your new episode that you just posted. And if you click the button here, you can actually play it. Hey everybody, this is Donald from Talking No Podcast. I'm here re-recording my demo. Sayonara. Record. And congratulations, you've just published your first episode. Again, it's a good idea to subscribe to your own podcast feed in iTunes. That way you can check to make sure everything worked okay, your file downloads okay, etc. That way you can, um, you'll know if something bad happens and you'll prevent the angry emails from your legions of dedicated fans.
And like I said before, it's always a good idea to check yourself, uh, log in, you know, subscribe to your own podcast on iTunes, make sure it downloads correctly, and so on. And there you have it. You've con- congratulations, you've published your first episode. So, final thoughts. Podcast your passion. Um, great podcasts, you can tell because the people who are making them, you can obviously tell that they're really passionate about their subject. Um, I've heard many podcasts where, you know, the host is like, ah, whatever, blah, blah. Uh, you can tell that they're just not into it. Um, uh, you guys are here at an anime convention, so odds are that anime or manga are your passion, but in the off chance that maybe you're slightly more passionate about, I don't know, auto repair or gardening or whatever, definitely podcast your passion. Community. Podcasting is all about community. Um, as you gain listeners, you'll, you'll, you know, they'll start commenting. You, you know, you're, on your show, you'll have a comment form. Um, and eventually, they'll start talking to each other. Um, but getting to this point is, is probably the hardest thing of it all. And really, you can go um, definitely advertise your podcast. You can submit it to iTunes. You can, there are several other podcasting directories you can submit it to. I'll have links to all of those in, in my website that, I'll, that I talked about. Um, that's, that'll only get you part of the way there. The rest of the way there is you have to kind of get out, get out there and build your community. Come to shows like FanimeCon or other anime conventions. Talk about it. Print out some business cards. In fact, I have some of my business cards up here. Please feel free to come up and take some. Go on forums like FanimeCon's forums or you know Anime News Network forums. Don't you know? Don't just spam advertise yourself. You know, don't just post saying, "Hey, come listen to my podcast." Instead, participate in other discussions. You know, and just have to say, "Oh, by the way, I have this podcast." And then also, it's a good idea to put your podcast in your signature file on on the forums that you go to. But definitely build your community. And your community is going to be your biggest asset because they will help spread the word of your of your podcast even further. Speaking of spreading the word, guess what I want you to put up there? What? Your URL. Yes. Well, that's coming. Good audio. Sound matters. Please don't skimp on your sound quality. But like I said before, it's really easy and not that not that expensive to get good good audio. Be mindful of time. Um, the average commute is about you know 25 minutes, so multiples of that you know is good. You know, 30-minute show, an hour show. Um, you know, if you have a 30-minute show, you can listen to it in one in one commute. If you have an hour show, you can, you, people can listen to it half on the way to work, the other half on the way from. That doesn't mean you can't do longer shows. Just try and minimize those. Be consistent. Stick to a schedule, pick a schedule and stick to it. Even if it's like only, you only do a once a month episode or you know, once every two weeks, people like consistency. Um, they might let, let it slide if you don't publish on schedule one or two times. After that, they'll, you know, they'll start, you'll start hearing some you know, whining and complaining. I'm sorry, I'm just using the clock. You have to stop now if you're going to have any questions. Okay. Um, stick with it. You will pod fade, which is basically um, kind of fading out of existence. But eventually, you'll, there'll come a time when um, you'll just kind of get back into it. But just be consistent. Uh, stick to your guns. The sky's the limit. 
Um, there's tons of other things you can you can learn mixers. You can do. There's a whole another world of video podcasting. And one great resource, if you want to learn more, is some great conferences. Blog World meets every year in Las Vegas, and there's also little lots of other PodCamp conferences scattered throughout the country that are more informal. And there's information on that will be on the website. Spread the word, tell other people, and have fun. There's my URL again. And are there any questions? So check out the URL. If you have, if you'd like to talk to me further, you can. I'll be kind of hanging around outside the the, uh, the room here for a few minutes. Come up and take a business card. And finally, get out there and podcast. And thank you for coming today.